It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Laurie McGill. Hello. Today we're going to do, by request, we're going to talk about sinkholes. Yes. If you've never received a text message from a friend that just says sinkholes, what are you even doing? <laughs> we were having a conversation about the podcast and she recommended it and then just sent me a text message that I wouldn't forget. So we were together and I didn't look at my phone right away. So then when I looked at my phone later, I sent a text message that said sinkholes. <laughs> so Hannah, this sinkhole is for you. But uh, also, who isn't a little bit nervous about sinkholes, right? I mean, if you're not, I think there's something wrong with you. Because I think it's the wild unpredictability, right? It's literally like a biblical act of God. People in the Old Testament get swallowed by the earth sometimes. But also, guess what? It can happen to you here today. It can happen all casual in the Bible. It can happen all casual in your real life. That's right. So, you know, unpredictability. How do you, what is your general attitude towards sinkholes? I'm against sinkholes. That's my firm stance. Do not like them. Know very little about how they actually work because I feel like if I looked it up, I'd get more scared. So good. Okay. I'm excited. I'm glad you're here. Jeff Payne, who is a geologist in Texas, said they're one of the more terrifying things that happen. You think of land surfaces as being generally stable, and you're a little bit shocked when you see the ground isn't there anymore. And I do feel like Jeff really, in layman's term, described exactly why they're so scary. Like, what are we doing? There are so few (laughs) things we can count on in this world. And generally, I think the ground is one of them. I would like the ground to stay the way that it is i have one request of the ground just chill there just don't move i'm not looking for anything special i'm already your friend most likely to step in a hole and fall like i find them the little ones in the grass i'm like a metal detector but for holes in the grass and i just step in them and fall i fall on like even ground as well so me too i've fallen i've like tripped standing still I guess you can't call it tripping, but I've just sort of like fallen over standing still. Do you remember when we went to our friend Selena's wedding and we walked down that hill and I think I stepped in a hole and I just like, (laughs) I think you did. I very narrowly avoided Princess Buttercup style rolling down the hill in a dress. I managed to just like sit down, but it could have been much worse. I forgot about that. (laughs) So the ground is always, it's already treacherous for me. Uh, like I'm I'm at the beginner level I don't need to be jumping over holes that are super large that's not in my skill set um so obviously we're gonna do some bad signs today yes if this was a tv show a disclaimer would scroll across the bottom like super fast (laughs) way too fast to read that says basically don't trust me as an expert don't like take your life path and think that you've learned. I feel a little better about doing bad science than bad medicine because I don't know that anyone could practically mm. apply any of the things I'm going to say. Re-sinkholes. But sure. just as a reminder, not a geologist. I'm going to start doing these disclaimers at every episode. Like, just so you know, I know nothing. 
<laughs> Don't take my word on anything. The Canadian Encyclopedia is not affiliated with any professional associations, universities, or hospitals and should not be taken <laughs> as an expert. Please consult your doctor or an extra geologist if you have any questions. Oh my God. Just cut that or throw it at every, <laughs> the every episode. I was like very obsessively studious and I almost fell asleep in geology every week. So that tells you that this is really not my strong suit. <laughs> it was so boring. It felt like we were truly learning about the processes of millions of years that it took to form rocks just in that one, one hour and 15 minute class at 9am on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was like in a big dark lecture hall too. So just prime sleeping. Incredible. So. We should probably send this episode to that teacher. Hey, your work paid <laughs> off. <laughs> he was like a fine teacher. Poor guy. He was teaching about geology. I think he made intro to geology as interesting as one can make it. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So anyway, back to the geology research I did this week. What causes sinkholes? The big question. I figured it was just some sort of like existential crisis of the earth. Just like, ugh. And a hole opened up. That makes sense to me. Um, when people ask how I'm doing, I'm going to start telling them I'm feeling kind of sinkholey. So, no. In short, sinkholes happen because the ground below the land surface can no longer support the land surface. Okay. And I don't it collapses. And so they're formed through some kind of erosion that causes that surface layer to collapse because there's now a void there. So they either collapse through suffusion, which is my computer tells me is a misspelling of suffusion, but it's not. It's a real thing. And this is what happens when like loose soil or other non-cohesive materials that are on top of a limestone surface that has fissures and joints. And then rain and surface water starts to wash through the fissures oh. and into caves that exist beneath it. And over time, you get this depression on the landscape of varying depth. And then eventually the top is no longer supported. So everything on the surface looks pretty cool. Pretty like regular. Not so much. Underneath bad things are happening. Or they happen when mm. an underlying cave, there's a cave under the ground, we didn't know about it, it collapses. Again, okay. there's nothing to hold up the surface anymore. It's gone. And so it's either, it's a closed natural depression, it's caused either by the removal of material below the ground and then collapse, or the surface getting pushed down in and creating that void. They typically okay. form when naturally acidic rainwater erodes the underlying rock and creates damage beneath the surface. And then also what happens is there's no, so water gets in there and there's no external surface drainage. So the water doesn't have anywhere, just sits there. It doesn't have anywhere to go. So it just continues to wear away the rocks and it creates these underground caves, other openings, soil particles fall into the gaps, which makes the gaps even bigger and allows more water to collect and more erosion to take place. And it's most common in easily erodible areas, what geologists call karst terrains with a certain mm -hmm. kind of rock, like carbonate rocks, like limestone, dolomite, minerals known as evaporates, like salt and gypsum. So the kinds of rocks that can be worn away, that can be eroded. I don't even feel great about the phrase naturally acidic rainwater. I Should almost... it be naturally acidic? Right. I almost like panic asked you, like, are there certain places where that happens more and it's not near me? Like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I didn't, I guess 
they just threw that out there like a fact like oh by the way rainwater is naturally acidic so yikes i hope it doesn't sound good i hope you're cool with that because were you afraid of uh, another thing we've never talked about was acid rain a thing that as you were growing up you were like aware of but didn't really understand so it was scary because of the idea of acid rain yeah jokes on you it's all acid rain apparently according to this i don't know there you go (laughs) good this is good this is educational Sinkholes can vary from a few feet to hundreds of acres across. Hundreds of acres? Yes. And from less than one foot. So that is the kind of hole that I just step in and okay. fall, break an ankle it in. It would just be the Lorian sinkhole. The Lorian no sinkhole <laughs> to more than 100 feet deep. So could be really big in all directions. Some are mm. shaped like shallow bowls or saucers. So that would be one that I guess was like only a few feet deep, but much, much wider. And some have vertical walls. Can you imagine falling into a sinkhole, surviving, Mm-mm. and then realizing Mm-mm. you can't get back up the walls? Mm-mm. What would you do at that point? If I can reach the cell phone, great. If I can't find the nearest thing to impale myself with, is that too much? I don't... My answer is just give up. Take just one last, take one last video of like my last whatever. Be like, hi guys, this sucks. I don't even know what I would say at the end. You're not calling. Someone for help. take care you're, of the cats. You're not calling for help. You're just making a video. <laughs> well, I'm assuming the phone. If, if it if the calling didn't work, I could make a video. Gotcha. I also love the way that you framed that like you're the kind of person who makes a lot of videos and posts them on social. I've never seen a video from you starting with, hey guys. So it would truly be a first if from inside a sinkhole you opened with that. I mean, (laughs) the only way you can get me to take a video like that is if it's truly unique. Like I'm in a sinkhole, you know? reporting to you from the sinkhole <laughs> and I have to be honest zero of five stars it kind of sucks this is not an ad this yeah. is not sponsored this is my unbiased opinion of the sinkhole <laughs> um yeah I would just give up it's one of those things it's just like we've talked about all the people who run towards danger that's just such a huge deal for me And all the people who are really inventive about getting out of danger, I just don't think I have it. I mean, anytime I watch a movie that has any kind of like action adjacent stuff happening, I think about how I wouldn't last. I would just be like, bye. Goodbye, cruel world. I fell in this vertical sinkhole. (laughs) There are two basic kinds of sinkholes. The first is a cover subsidence sinkhole. These tend to develop. Those are my favorite. That's they are your favorite because they tend to develop really gradually, like over hundreds oh, or okay. thousands of years. Okay, great. And what happens here is the cover across the top, the sediments are permeable and they have sand. And so this soil above transports itself into the cave in the rock and the ground slowly subsides. Ah. In areas where that material is thicker or the sediments have more clay, they're pretty uncommon or they're a lot smaller and they may go, this is the cover subsidence undetected for long periods. Cover collapse sinkholes are the bad boys we're going to worry about today because they can develop over a period of hours. And these oh, are the type that's so fast, so fast, especially compared to hundreds or even thousands of years. Yeah. 
this is where you get catastrophic damage because they just form so quickly and like on the highway. And so people are driving, right? Oh, Lorian, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking like a house. I'm driving and there's a sinkhole. Welcome to a nightmare. <laughs> yep. And so in these, the covering has a lot of clay. And the okay. that soil is leaching into the cave below, but it creates a void in the soil that moves upwards. You can't see it on top of the surface. Then all of a sudden, like that bridge over the top of the void, can't hold it anymore, collapses. This happens in Florida all the time. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like Florida has a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, you probably would Another not be reason. shocked. Yeah. Why you shouldn't away. go to Florida. Stay away. There's so much uh, animal kingdom and natural disaster activity that regardless of how else you feel about Florida, like that alone should be enough. Alligators and sinkholes. Mm -hmm. That's two pretty good reasons. Two pretty good reasons. Crazy people. Then, I mean, the news is full of Florida men doing weird stuff. Everywhere. So if you're looking for that crazy people, you can find it. I guarantee, minus the alligators and the sinkholes. You don't have to go to Florida. You don't have to. You might not be shocked to learn that humans can also cause or accelerate the development of sinkholes, human behavior. Things like burst pipes can cause sinkholes. Groundwater pumping from construction and development practices. Sinkholes can also form when natural water drainage patterns are changed and new diversion systems are developed because now that water is being pushed maybe in greater volume to like a new place and eroding a new place. Some sinkholes form when the land surface is changed. So like they create industrial or runoff storage ponds and they do their thing and create new sinkholes. Uh, The substantial weight of new material when you create a place like that can trigger an underground collapse of supporting material and cause a sinkhole. Overburdening of sediments, that cover buried cavities in the awkward first system. It's all very delicate. The groundwater, the sediments. We like to come in and mess it up. Paving over ground can change the way that runoff happens. Oh. So again, that water diversion. Abandoned mines can collapse. Not technically a sinkhole, but it looks like a sinkhole, right? And mm-hmm. then fluctuations of water levels can accelerate the process. So I like to get in there. Take a process that could take hundreds or even thousands of years and bam, we are all about efficiency. We love it. Work smarter, not harder. We Make say your sinkholes happen processes. faster. Yeah. Sinkhole activity is up 300% by the end of the year or your team is fired. Oh. I made that up. I'm doing a PowerPoint slide. <gasps> you almost had me like, I was like, oh my God, she's on her next fact and it's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> no, in fact, I'll... Well, we'll talk about occurrence in a little while, and it may or may not make you feel better. Okay. So where do sinkholes happen? The most likely locations for sinkhole collapses are areas where there's already a high density of existing sinkholes. And their presence shows a little Google search really the subsurface contains a cave system or other unstable voids. We have some sinkholes here, actually. Uh, Yeah, because of the 
the rock where large cavities exist mm. and the limestone large surface collapses can occur, which is what we're going to talk about in a little while in Winter Park, Florida. It's like once you have sinkholes, it's pretty Under. hard to come back around. Got it. But I'll come back to that later. In the U.S., the most damage from sinkholes tends to occur in Florida, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Pennsylvania. So you're covered. Honestly, I'm good. I did say I Missouri, where your parents live, but that's a little shocking. But then again, mm. the Dead Sea also has sinkholes because salt easily breaks down. Oh. And the Yucatan Peninsula is limestone heavy and has a lot of sink note sink holes called. I meant to look up the pronunciation of this because it looks easy, but I bet it's tricky. But it looks like sea notes. And that's when the sinkhole actually exposes groundwater underneath. And the ancient Mayan civilization would reportedly use these sinkholes in the Yucatan Peninsula to deposit precious items and also the bodies of the human sacrifices. It's just oh, like bones in chill. there. Yeah. Super chill. Uh, yeah. This is like body disposal, like murder tips, right? Just throw it in a sinkhole. <laughs> and then China. China has several karst-heavy areas. Oh, okay. But Florida is like top of the Ugh. top of the heap in the U.S. National Geographic described it this way. Florida is particularly known for its sinkholes. Since its sandy soil sits atop its Swiss cheese-like limestone. That's a National Geographic quote. You don't want someone describing anything as Swiss cheese, especially when it's supposed to be solid. Right, like the foundation of your state is on a Swiss cheese-like limestone. I think that's what how they should, that should be on their sign when you walk, when you drive into... Florida. Some of the Swiss cheese like limestone. Should they yeah. change to the Swiss cheese state? And people would yes. assume that they were like coming for Wisconsin, that they were suddenly like trying to, <laughs> like, no, no, it's the limestone. They're like, weird. Florida's doing cheese now? No, 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 no. Do you think that that National Geographic copy editor was like excited to use the phrase Swiss cheese limestone or were they like I have a journalism degree from Brown or whatever kind of degree you have to have to write for National Geographic that's a great question I would like to think that they're psyched I hope so I hope so yeah yeah um there are a lot of cool in the sources if you want to look at some crazy pictures National Geographic has a lot of cool sinkhole pictures Florida also, so it's it's got that Swiss cheese like limestone, and then it maybe doesn't have enough clay to hold everything together, but maybe it has too much clay in the wrong places, so it creates these collapse collapse guys. So groundwater dissolves the limestone, creates more Swiss cheese holes, and creates caves. Eventually, you have those sandy layers that cannot support their own weight, and you get a sinkhole. Heavy rains also make sinkholes more likely because they disrupt everything, and a lot of rain at once is more likely to cause a collapse. And you know who sees a lot of heavy rain. Florida. Florida, like every tropical storm known to man oh, off there, right? Like, right. hey, buds. So um, Clint Cromhout, a geologist with the Florida Department of Environmental Protection, says sinkholes might give signs 
You can look for dying patches of grass or shrubs that may suggest the water table has suddenly gone down, tilting trees or fence posts, new cracks in sidewalks or foundations, and doors or windows that don't shut properly can also be signs. But you shouldn't panic if you see one of those things. It should be like a collection of things. Okay. Well, and I only say this too because I have a swamp cooler as opposed to refrigerated air. So depending on the time of year, my doors swell and they don't always shut, right? So I can't be walking around thinking that my house is going to get swallowed by a sinkhole. For a long time, people have used sinkholes to dispose of waste of all kinds, which is shockingly not a great idea. It pollutes the groundwater. Think about it, though, in a time before plumbing. I know. And you're like, what are we going to do with all this? That hole seems like a great idea. Look at this hole just came out of nowhere. Let's this use is this as our dumping ground. That's right. There are sinkholes that form in coral reefs and islands that collapse to enormous death. And these are called, not death, depths. And these are called blue holes. And they often become popular diving spots. We have a blue huh. hole in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Um, I've never been because I'm a coward. Because depth is so scary. Well, like deep water is very scary. You're also like, how deep are you going to go as a normal person? Me personally, I'm not. Is it like a scuba diving thing? It is. But also people go and swim and jump in there. Like people swim in the blue hole, but it's like 80 feet. The top level is like 80 feet deep. I'm not messing around with that. I didn't even know it was a sinkhole. Now I know it's a sinkhole. I'm going to forget it. No, no, thank you. The blue hole, we have other lakes that are apparently sinkholes. This is the thing I learned when I was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Santa Rosa blue hole is around 80 feet deep at like the top level and then expands, gets lower. The caves extend lower, but the cave passages are actually sealed off. They have mm. bars to keep inexperienced divers from going in there and dying. Yeah. In fact, in... um. <clears throat> In South Africa, there's a deep underwater sinkhole called Bushman's Hole. It has a name in South African that I thought it would be less respectful for me to try to say than to just mm-hmm. go with the English name of Bushman's Hole. Mm-hmm. But the more I say that, the more I wish I hadn't said that out loud. I'm trying to keep it together so much that I you know, keep saying I can Bushman's see it Hole. in your face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12. We're 12. I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, but guess how deep it is? I'm scared. I mean, you said it's got to be more than 80. I'm assuming we're going bigger. 200. 927 feet. Crazy, right? Yikes. In 1996, Nuno Gomez dove to 927 feet. He holds the record. And because of the altitude, it's actually equivalent to a dive of 1,112 feet at sea level. Mm -mm. the blue hole has a similar thing which i had never thought about before which i learned about scuba diving a thing i'm not interested in doing but now i know which is that you have to account for altitude in your dive yeah you have to like account for the compression and stuff as you're coming up and all the different pieces so the depth is actually greater than its literal depth at a higher altitude just true in south africa it's also true here in 1994 dion dreyer died while helping a team prepare for a dive at um bushman's hole And then 10 years later, in 2005, Dave Shaw, he was on a different dive that broke four records at the time, and he discovered Dreyer's body. It had been there for 10 years. Mm. 
Three months later, Dave Shaw returns with a team to retrieve the body. And as in the process of the rescue mission, Dave Shaw ends up dying in the attempt to retrieve DeAndre's body. Crazy, right? Out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Don't voluntarily jump in a sinkhole, you guys. Are you really that bored? You got to go jumping in sinkholes now. I'll give you my most common piece of advice. Watch some television. (laughs) Order a pizza, watch some TV. You'll feel better. I watched the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring this weekend. That'll take a whole afternoon. I will say there are 30 minutes of credits. 30? Yeah, so I didn't watch those. But what I'll tell you is that as the movie was wrapping up, I can see that there were 30 minutes left. And I... Have read the book so i was like the book is over what is yeah. gonna happen for these last and then the credits rolled and i was like oh okay okay so i think we've done enough bad science i don't know if anyone has any idea about sinkholes but i said karst a lot so we're gonna move on to sinkhole stories mm. and talk about mm. some specifics i will yeah. say actually not all of these these might not all be technically scientifically sinkholes. They don't all form from the okay. same erosion processes. But like if we were walking down the street and we saw it happen, we would say a sinkhole. a sinkhole. So yeah. in 2014, a sinkhole opened in Bowling Green, Kentucky at the National Corvette Museum. It was 530 in the morning. So there wasn't anyone in the building, but it's caught on security footage. And the hole is 40 feet wide, 25 feet deep. It swallowed eight classic cars. <laughs> I need to watch that later because and then it's it's uh I was gonna show it to you and then I was mildly disappointed because it is security footage so it's not like the best video but then then because we are you know the like entrepreneurial American spirit the sinkhole became a tourist attraction oh my god like they turned it into an exhibit people could look down into it um eight cars is a lot of cars yeah about how big cars are before i wouldn't have gone to this place but if there are cars in a sinkhole now you're talking it was in an area you'll be there this is how (laughs) all car shows should be (laughs) just a sinkhole full of cars i once was driving people to a concert and we accidentally like the place we were trying to get we drove through a parking lot and there was a car show happening in the parking lot and people were driving through. And so it took so long to get through. We were just kind of like sitting, waiting for the classic cars. Like my, you know, 2022 Hyundai Kona almost made an appearance in a classic oh car show. So no sinkholes though at that one. So it was Good. really lacking. Well, I'm glad it, if it was with you, no sinkholes around you. No sinkholes around me. Thank you. Your mouth to God's ears. In Bowling Green, Kentucky, there's a lot of underwater caves. And so a professor a professor of hydrogeology said caves are a common feature in that part of the state, and we usually see sinkholes after a hard rain. However, as far as he could tell, the drainage water was coming off the museum improperly from some time, and it focused and it built up at one point on the soil. So they really dug their own grave for those cars yeah. by letting the runoff happen. I think, too, a car museum is probably really heavy right yeah. literally it's full of vehicles in the u.s alabama claims to have the largest recent collapse sinkhole 
I don't understand this because I read others that seemed bigger, but they make that claim. So I want to give it to them. They're like, you're driving down on your road trip on the highway. They're like, (laughs) come see the biggest. Oh my gosh. Yes. So they call it golly hole. It's 325 feet long, 300 feet wide and 120 feet deep. So pretty large. Mm -hmm. Was likely caused by man-made lowering of the water level in a rock quarry nearby the roof of an underground aquifer collapsed and created this huge hole in february 2007 a 330-foot deep sinkhole opened up in guatemala city it killed three people and it swallowed about a dozen homes it's deeper than the height of the statue of liberty so think about a hole Um, down yeah as deep as the statue of liberty Kind of amazing it killed th- only three people when it swallowed a dozen homes. Wow. That is kind of amazing. The hole was apparently caused by torrential rains and a burst sewer line. And then in 2010, a sinkhole opened in Guatemala City after a tropical storm, and it swallowed a three-story building, which it could do because it was 300 feet deep and 60 feet wide. Wow. It had probably been building for weeks or years, and then that tropical storm blew through and just, like, usually officials would fill in the sinkhole with rocks and other debris. I guess they just go to the dump and, like, throw your old microwaves into the sinkhole. I don't understand. Okay. But that one was, like, too big. I don't know what they did. But I know that shortly after it happened, they were just like, we don't know. It's too big. In China, a massive sinkhole opened in... December 2013 in southwest Sichuan province, and within hours, it had expanded into a crater measuring 200 feet by 130 feet and 100 feet deep, and it also swallowed a dozen buildings. Are, and no, was anyone hurt? It didn't say, so we're going to oh say God. no for us. But can okay. you imagine, like, 12 buildings are there, and then 12 then buildings gone. are just no longer there. That's terrifying. That's like a whole cul-de-sac. Yeah. It's like an entire little neighborhood. Yeah. In Deseta, Texas, this big old sinkhole opened in 2008. At first, it was just 20 feet across. But then it grew to be about 900 feet across and 260 feet deep. And then it was pretty stable for like 15 years. People just kind of got used to it. Okay. There were alligators in there. People would fish. It basically became like a man-made, uh, uh, not man-made, a lake. Okay. People would fish in there. And then it started to expand a little bit. Uh-huh. And then in May of this year, 2023, another sinkhole formed next to the first one. Uh-oh. And so Tim Barton, who's a day setter residence and superintendent, said there's always fear right at the beginning, obviously, when the sinkhole opens up. It's not a comfortable feeling. You don't know where it's going to go, how it's going to move, how large it's going to get. Are you laughing at him saying it's not a comfortable feeling? It's (laughs) so crazy to think about. Just be like, oh, a sinkhole opened. So that's a bummer. And also it might eat my house. (laughs) Yeah. It could come this way. We just have no idea. We have no control. The world is wild. We don't control it. It does what it wants. Holes could open up anywhere and then swallow an entire city block. Yikes. 
So the thing about Texas and this particular area of Texas is that there was a lot of oil drilling in the early 1900s and it was the early 1900s. So there wasn't like geological surveys for structural support. There wasn't regulation really. So a geologist they talked to said, witnesses said after the second sinkhole, there were like four or five strands of drill casing sticking up in the air, like fingers in the sky. So we think there's a good probability that all this old historical oil field activity has contributed to the sinkhole appearing at the surface. Like eventually it just could not, they weakened the structure. Rain came through. Texas also sees a lot of tropical storms. I don't know where this is. Texas is gigantic, but. And that was just this year. Oh, my God. In 1972, a Winter Park, Florida resident whose name was Henry Swanson, and he was an agricultural agent. And then it also said he was a, quote, resident layman expert on Central Florida water. What do you want to become an expert of for fun? Is it Central How? Florida water? <laughs> How? How do you get that label? I was kind of assumed he gave it to himself. <laughs> well, if we're just giving ourselves labels, then I can be anything I want. Yeah. So do you want to be a resident layman expert on central no. Washington water? No, that doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> so Henry, who is an agricultural agent, so at least it kind of makes sense that he would be yeah. like, they're related. He writes a letter to the editor in 1972. Which today, in today's terms, that would be like going on next door and writing a post. Yeah. When did we stop doing those? I There are still letters to the editor. There are? In paper. Is it yeah. all just be like, are they all just written by like 80 year old people who don't know how to do the internet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My next door seems to have, a, I think people, I think 80 year old people know how to do the internet. Yeah, this is like an 80-year-old person who, like, who does not want to do tech. I, I like who I'm going to be. Person. Oh, sure, sure. Right. Yeah. Who I'm going to be when I'm like, I'm not doing like that tomorrow. I'm this is TikTok. who I'm going to be like tomorrow. Yeah. I get, I, you know, I think I was too terminally online too soon. And I'm already like, I think I'm done with the internet. I'm over it. Yeah. Hard to pass. So Henry, who doesn't even know about the internet yet. 1972 he writes a letter to the editor and he says he's worried about overdevelopment and groundwater use causing a sinkhole that's in 1972 it's a letter to the editor so nobody listens to henry but then on may 8th 1981 sure enough a sinkhole appears near the house of may rose williams within just a few hours her 40 year old sycamore had fallen into the hole i can't it's so wild. Can you imagine watching your yard get eaten by a sinkhole? No. That's by the crazy. next morning, to be clear, she's still in her house. By the next Wait, morning. Like, what would you even do? Like, do I pack up and like flee? Well, let's see. Because by the next morning, she wakes up and the hole is nearly 40 feet wide. And as the sun rises, May Rose hears a noise that she describes as sounding like giant beavers chewing. This is the earth eating her land. That's an awful description. By noon, she and her family had to evacuate as it became clear that her house was going to fall into the sinkhole. And it did. I gotta say, though, I don't think I've ever been as relaxed to go to sleep as 
this family was when there was a sinkhole outside. How the fuck are you right. sleeping Our when they, you just saw your tree the get tree. eaten by the ground? I'm like sitting at the window. I don't care how slow moving it is. I'm like glued to yeah. the window watching to see. I have like gone outside and set up ribbons or something so I can track <laughs> its advancement towards the house. Like an intricate series of markers so that I I've know. called 911 at least three times. <laughs> Ma'am, if you're, you're like, ma'am, please you stop calling. Leave the house. If there's not an immediate emergency, but if you're frightened, go somewhere else. <laughs> so they have to leave. May Rose Williams' house falls into the hole. Ugh. Ultimately, the sinkhole ends up being 320 feet wide and 90 feet feet deep. And here's what fell into it. In addition to the Williams's home, or some of the things that fell into it: five Porsches at a repair shop, a pickup Sorry, truck. What? Five Porsches at a repair shop. Oh my God. This is the 12 okay. days of Christmas. 12 days yeah. of sinkholes. <laughs> a pickup truck with a camper top. Okay. The Winter Park Municipal Pool. The, the stakes have raised. <laughs> we went from a camper to the municipal pool, which was like an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Oh my God. And large portions of Denning Drive, which is a street May Rose Williams lived on. So not just her house. And nearly okay. 250,000 cubic yards of earth. Just like that whole, just like eight Winter Park, Florida. Oh my God. What do you imagine the people of Winter Park's immediate responses to this sinkhole? It stopped growing at this point. It's eaten all of these things. What Where do you think they would do? Winter Park, Florida. Oh, okay. They're all going to go around and like watch it. And like maybe get some beers, throw their empties into the hole. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're thinking too small. It becomes a tourist oh. attraction. <laughs> They're selling food. They're selling t-shirts. They're selling balloons. The city of Winter Park starts selling pictures that with information oh to educate on the sinkhole and also promote tourism. At one point, the sinkhole starts to fill with water, but then the water level just drops like 20 feet. Why? I don't know. It's a sinkhole. It does make me uh, want to write a novel about a family who, like the teenager of a couple who starts selling t-shirts outside the big hole. Like, don't you want to know about the sinkhole culture? Don't you want to be like through the eyes of a high schooler? Just absolutely. <sighs> that would be great. I would probably I just pick a random fictional town so that no one could, you know, but the idea is riveting or a TV show, just, have like a weird Apple I TV got, show. I would watch that for sure. A sassy teen. Is it the st like the start? I got to say, didn't expect with these stories that there would be such a theme of let's make this a tourist attraction. Didn't see that coming. Just you wait. But I agree completely. Yes. It like, was why don't we do that with other natural disasters? Come look at this hurricane devastation. Well, it is different. The sinkhole is, I guess, more to look at, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and more localized. Remember, that's the other thing. Most natural disasters are not localized like this. 
So eventually the novelty starts to wear off <laughs> in Winter Park and the city starts to repair the damage. They were able to recover four of the six vehicles that fell into the sinkhole, including the pickup truck. The owner got into it and drove away. It was fine. <laughs> That's wild. That's gone in the book. Like they pulled the truck out and the owner was like, great, got in, turned it on. And the camper top, I imagine, is like all weird and bent, but they're just <laughs> driving away. Oh my God. And three of the five Porsches. The other two remain at the bottom of the lake along with May Rose, uh, her home, along with her home. Again, I'm not going scuba diving, but that would be pretty dope to see. Like home tour. Yeah. I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, I haven't cleaned. There's scuba divers in my house. I swear. all over the country. This was not how everything was. That's when right. It was on the ground. That's right. There everything was, got mixed up. There was no algae in there when it was yeah. above ground. Everything got mixed up. Engineers filled in the bottom with dirt and concrete. And then, okay, so here's the thing for me. Diver reports from 2009 suggest that the lake has since been used to dispose of unwanted vehicles, which sounds so sketchy. What do you need to just drive a vehicle into a giant hole for? What did you do right. with or to or around right. that vehicle that you can't, like, it has to be in the bottom of a hole? Also, and I'm just imagining. We're back to like, murder cover People up, right? come in with their dog or with their, um, with their cars and they're just like, and there it goes. They just like, and get just, out. If you, and... live, if you live nearby, you're like, oh, there goes another one. Oh, there goes once again, I have to assume that there were bodies in the front seats of all of those cars. Like, why are you disposing of your car in a giant hole? What other reason? Murder cover-up city. I mean, you did tell them earlier to use sinkholes for disposing of bodies, so. I did, and I think, as I'm thinking about my book, the premise, the hook, is the sinkhole and the tourism. But maybe there's a murder mystery in there, too. Lorian, the more you're talking about this, the more I want this to be real. The more I'm talking about it, the less it's a joke. <laughs> Yes. The more I'm talking about it, the more <laughs> nobody take that. Copyright. TM TM patent pending. Uh so in 2013 in Tampa, in an area known as are you ready for this? Sinkhole Alley. Why is anyone living in Sinkhole Alley? <laughs> oh no. I think a sinkhole alley would just be a trench. Um yeah. <laughs> so Jeremy Bush heard his brother Jeff yell and he ran towards his brother's bedroom inside the house God. and said he opened the door and everything was gone. My brother's bed, my brother's dresser, my brother's TV, my brother was gone. They tried in vain to get uh, Jeff out, but like they couldn't see him or anything. Eventually police arrive and pulled Jeremy out of the house because the floor is still collapsing. So he had to flee along with the other family members. It was 20 to 30 feet across, maybe 30 feet deep. And it was an exceptional sinkhole because they struggled to find the boundaries of the underground. So they couldn't safely, like, uh, authorities couldn't safely enter the sinkhole because they really couldn't tell, like, was it done? What was yeah. going on? And the Florida Senate Committee on Banking and Insurance reported that insur insurers had received 24,671 claims for sinkhole damage in Florida alone between 2006 and 2010. That's an average of nearly 17 claims a day just in Florida. Oh my god! It's that Swiss cheese style limestone. Wow. 
finally, the world's biggest known sinkhole is China's Tian King, which means the heavenly pit, however you're actually supposed to say it. It's the deepest and largest sinkhole in the world. So I'm going to make you guess again how, what size do you think it is? It's the biggest sinkhole in the world. Uh, biggest sinkhole in the world? That we know of, yeah. I mean, you already gave me 900 something, so um, 1,200. It is 2,000 feet long and roughly 2,000 feet deep as well. Oh my god. It was discovered in 1994 by a group of Royal Geographic Society explorers, which, wild. And so this sinkhole is home to more than a thousand types of animals and plants, including the clouded leopard, according to the Chinese government. It's an ecosystem. It is a doubly nested structure. So there are upper and lower bowls that are both huge. And then between these two steps is a sloping edge formed when soil was trapped in the limestone. And in the rainy season, a waterfall appears at the mouth of the sinkhole. It has an underground oh river and an earth cave. The hole formed over the cave, which had been formed by the river. And now China has built a huge staircase inside the sinkhole to help facilitate area tourism. I don't want to go. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Sounds so cool. Wow. It's crazy. It's huge. So how anxious should we be? Well, actually, there's no national or international tracking of sinkholes. So it's impossible to know how many there are, actually. Cool. Chill. The estimate is that they cost the U.S. an average of $300 million per year in damage to roads and other structural entities, and that's probably underestimating. However, it's still dramatically less than disasters like hurricanes. Mm. They can be difficult to predict because the only way really is a lot of expensive geographical survey techniques or test drilling. Sometimes those things we talked about, like cracks, will appear, but not always. However, usually sinkholes are just expensive projects to fix. It's pretty rare, though not impossible, to have the ground open up and swallow your house. It's rare for loss of human life because, because they're so localized. I guess that's good. I one expert way more. One expert says most human deaths happen either when it opens in your house, when you're right there when it opens, like for Jeff Bush, where it opened and ate his bed. That one is so weird to me because it's such a specific, like within the house, it wasn't like a bathroom. It wasn't the kitchen. It was a bedroom where one person was and just like swallowed the bedroom. That's crazy. The other place he said, the other place where you see loss of human life for a sinkhole is on highways. People are driving on a highway. One has opened. They drive into the sinkhole because they're not expecting it. They're not prepared for it. I have nightmares about like going on, you know, like any kind of like exit pass where it's like you go over things i have nightmares where i drive off off of those i don't like this i'm sorry it's it's pretty unlikely though there was a sinkhole on i-40 earlier this year here in new mexico but it was like off to the side and it was because of a it like cement got hit rain flooded out the monsoon rains came and flooded out the concrete so it's just so like they had to close as usual they had to close the interstate and fill it in oh, you know God. okay i don't want to drive next to a sinkhole either no you don't have to 
Okay. So even though sometimes sinkholes develop without external warning signs, understanding the karst geography can make disasters predictable and preventable. The American Society of Civil Engineers has said the potential for sinkhole collapse must be a part of land use planning and karst areas. While sinkhole collapse of structures could cause loss of light, the public should be made aware of the risks and we should be able to mitigate, avoid, predict the risk. So I would say the big takeaway is like, don't live in Florida mostly. Don't live in a place called Sinkhole Alley. That's my- Definitely not. My go-to. So definitely not. There you go. Well, Sinkholes. That was great. Thank you. What's making (laughs) you anxious this week? Let's see. I'm going to do one that I was like debating of doing or not because I- I realized that I misspelled something in a picture and probably no one else is looking at it, but it was one of those things where I posted it and then I went about my day and then I looked at my little letter board that was kind of in the pictures and I said, is that how you spell cools? And it wasn't. And so then I paint, you know, like your heart drops into your stomach. That was my reaction to a goddamn picture that probably like 20 people cared about. And so then I'm like, can I edit the photo? Can I crop it? No, you can't after it's posted. (laughs) The answer is no. And so I was like, don't talk about it because other people probably didn't even like look at that. It's just you, you weirdo. But I would like to defend myself. I do know how to spell ghouls. Just letter boards are weird to me. And also we went from squad gourds to ghouls. So there was a lot happening. And is it just missing the H? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I went we from gourds H. to ghouls. I get it. Also, how often do I spell ghouls? Literally right. never. Yeah. Misspelling. Well, I'm glad you talked about it because now I can validate that you're not crazy. Like totally. I do the same thing. There's I think also because we're in writing, we're in spelling specific fields. Mm. You're a language arts teacher. Yeah. I'm an editor. So I am so worried that if that I'm going to post something with an error that mm-hmm. no one will notice. But in my brain, I'm like, I place like extra pressure, right? You're like, oh, yeah. People are, yeah, no. I'm like, in my brain, I was like, someone's going to comment. You spelled Google's wrong. Yeah. I'm going to go do it right now just to. <laughs> Except like, this won't come out for several weeks and people will like, yeah, people will be like, this is like, what the fuck picture for Lorian to do. Right. I know. Yeah, and but... yeah, I went through a whole thing, a whole conversation in my head about like, why, if there was a person who was going to comment that they're really sad and I'm not sad because why are they like focusing in on that right. one tiny thing? And then and I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? You are right. Think about how many spelling errors you see all the time and don't feel like you need to let it change your opinion of the person or call them out on the internet for it. That's right? true. Constant. We filter them out. It's true. Okay. Yeah. You're good. <sighs> so there stressful. we go. I can spell, I swear, but I know. also it's okay. I tell the kids all the time, I'm like, this might be right, might not be. I don't know. <laughs> Letterboards are weird. They don't look like normal writing. They mess with our, you're, you're good. What is yours? <laughs> Mine, I kind of, this was part of it last week. Mine is still that I feel behind on everything at work. And like, we have a deadline coming up that 
feels impossible, but there's nothing I can do about it. So right now I'm just in deep denial working on it anyway. And occasionally this voice in the back of my head is like, how are you going to finish this in two weeks? And I just like knock it out of the way. Yeah. Oh no. What is bringing you joy? Um, a couple things. One of my colleagues who doesn't work at our school anymore, she's at a different school now, which is incredibly rude, but incredibly she rude. like texted me. I know she like texted me the other day and she was like I heard that you're like not having a good year like what's wrong with them like fuck those little gremlins you're a queen blah, blah, blah. I was like I think I need to embroider this on a pillow thank you so much <laughs> like it was just like nice to be reminded that I'm okay and they're they can't break me even though they almost have and then I just watched this movie called The Quiz Lady with um, Aquafina and Sandra O, oh, and yeah. it's just delightful. Okay. And there's a pug in it. So, like, if you want some, like, sister feel-good movie with a pug, and, like, it's just very funny Sounds and fun. Perfect. So, and you got a Will Ferrell in there, too. You got everything. Weird, but okay. I know. It works. I, it works. Um, what about you? What's bringing you joy? Mine is like a weird one. Totally just like doesn't impact my life in a real way. It's like theater kid nerdiness making me so happy. So right now the Broadway cast of Sweeney Todd is Annalie Ashford and Josh Groban and they are bonkers good. They're incredible. Really, really good. Um, yeah, gorgeous. They're leaving in January of next year. And the incoming, this, the incoming cast is they just announced Sutton Foster and Aaron Tveit, which are just some people don't like him as a choice. We'll oh, okay. see. I think he's going to do a really good job, but mostly just because I have been an Aaron Tveit stan for like 12 years too long. But I'm just <laughs> so excited. They're so good. It's so fun. And, you know, Maybe it's stunt casty. People can feel what they want, but I think it's going to be super fun. And I just like the idea that they're going to be doing it. We might get some snippets of them singing. And then also on Broadway right now, there's a revival of Merrily We Roll Along, which was like a Sondheim flop. It's been reimagined. And the cast is Lindsay Mendez and Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan Groff. And they have been doing some really incredible publicity interviews. So they did the lie detector test on Vanity Fair and they did oh the puppy interview with BuzzFeed and they are so fun and funny together and so fun to watch. And it's a show about three longtime friends. So doing these interviews that are essentially just like watch the chemistry of these three people is yeah. brilliant marketing. Um, but I hope we get a cast album. They're fantastic. So those are like the nerdy Broadway things that are bringing me joy. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, then. The world can be a scary place. Don't forget to take a deep breath. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore anxiety pod. We'll talk to you next week.